see. We'll see. Okay, so let's continue where we left off. We're up to over here what it says on the page. What? <laughs> okay, we're up to over here where it says Daf Davov. Koyen Kona Aliyah Ve'ene Roitzel L'Shalem. It's the last topic on this paper, the paper that has less, where it starts with Daf Hey Omid Aleph. On the bottom it says, Koyen Kona Aliyah Ve'ene Roitzel L'Shalem. Koyen buys an Aliyah. He pledges to buy an Aliyah, but does not want to pay for his Aliyah. We had this. We had this, We discussed a couple of times in the past. What happens? Can a person purchase the first aliyah? Who is a who is the first the parshas bereishis? It's a very big covet for a person to get the very first aliyah of the sefer Torah. And let's say they auction they auction off the first aliyah, and the highest bidder goes to a yisrael. So he wants to get the Aliyah, but the Halach is the one that gets the Aliyah is a Koyin. So they tell the Koyin, you know what, do us a favor and walk outside. Mm-hmm. Do not be in the Beis HaKnesses when it comes time to learn. Now, that way we can give the, the first Aliyah to a Yisrael because he paid for it. Shabbos Bereshis, not Simchas Torah. Simchas Torah, there's no issue. You can give Lechatchila a you can give Lechatchila a Yisrael Chosan Bereshis. We're talking about the Shabbos Parshas Bereshis. The first Aliyah should go to a Koyhen. But being that it's the first Aliyah of the Sefer Torah, it's a very big COVID. They would auction off this Aliyah to the highest bidder, and Yisraelim would want to participate in this auction, mm-hmm. and they would win at times, and they would not be able to receive the because you can't give the first lead to a coin. <coughs> so the solution is to ask the Koyhanim to leave the Beis in order to allow the Yisrael to take the Aliyah. Is that the proper thing to do? This is the debate we discussed in the past. Some say yes, some say no. Yes, it will. Yes, it will also short because once the coin, once the, there is no coin, then the then the sparda hachavila, you can give the first liyah to anyone who you want. If there is no coin, the levy does not need to walk outside. The only time you give it levy is when the levy comes after a coin. But when the coin, but when the, but when the coin. When, the, when there's no coin, you're lechatchila allowed to give a yisrael the first aliyah. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Magina, what? Does it matter if it's a private shul? Doesn't make a difference. It really doesn't make a difference. It's a, it's a general, it's a general issue. It's a machlokes It's a general issue. The first aliyah is supposed to go to the coin. Is it proper to ask the koyhanim to walk out in order to enable the yisrael to get the aliyah? You have that issue that comes in a, in a, in a, in a regular shul where there, where, where there is there is one coin and he, and, and he gets and, and small man every single every Monday Thursday he gets the aliyah. Oh, gets the first aliyah. So sometimes the people in the shul, they want to give out more aliyahs to other people so they ask the coin, maybe you can step out so we can give the first two aliyahs to the other two Yisraelim. So this is a general machlaikis, but that's not the topic over here. Here we discuss something else. The Mogin Avram Ka'asav she'im ira sha'koyim le'ratzu lo'asiz be'zaknesis mutul ka'iv le'kafoy so'y a'yideh shultun lo'asiz be'zaknesis k'deh she'im le'izbatel ha'minik chodat Torah. The Mogin Avram goes so far to say that if this is the custom to auction off the first aliyah, to give it to a Yisrael, you can even force, we can force, we can bring in security and have the coin be physically removed from the Beis HaKnesses in order to give the Aliyah to the Yisrael. And then the Magid Avram goes so far to say, let's say the security does not have the power to remove the Koyen, he refuses to leave. So you can call up, the Gabbai can just ignore the Koyen, can call up the Yisrael, period. Ulam Kosav Marik, but obviously he says from the Marik it's mashma don't go that far to call security we mentioned we had this before it's a place what the proper thing to do is fine 
Bishud Pnei Maven Kasam Shimkana Hakayin Aliyah Rishonah Ve'inerayt Zolashalim B'Tanasar Shashayich Loi Avid the Shayich Loi Avid Inish Dino Denafshay Ve'inerayt Zorach Lashalim Kevon Shabi Emes Hu Shaloi Avol Zedafka Kshayin Shom Kayin Acher Another Chiddush Let's say that the Kayin goes and he bids the highest auction the highest bid the highest the, the, the bidding for the auction and he buys it he buys it and now he gets the Aliyah because he bid for it and then he doesn't want to pay so they say to Mordechai Chutzpah, you bid for this aliyah, you promised to give the shul $5,000 to get this aliyah, and now you don't want to pay. So he says, the only reason why I bid was because it's my aliyah. I'm the only coin in the shul, I deserve it. Because the coin gets the first aliyah. So the technique that I employed, the trick that I used in order to get the aliyah, it does not obligate me to pay the money. It's in the principle called Ovid Avid inish dino lenavshe, a person can take the law into his own hands. There is such a principle that in a situation where no one's fighting for you and there is no way you can you can recover your loss, there is such a very dangerous principle called avid inish dino lenavshe. And if this coin is clever and he bids at the auction to get to buy the aliyah when he is the only coin in the shul and he makes this claim, really it's mine. And what you are doing is shaloi kedin by auctioning off my aliyah, and if I don't have to pay, I just made this this did this thing to save myself. It's his motor, yeah. But if they know he's the only kind in the shul, he's supposed to get an aliyah. Why are they selling to the beginning? Because they want to make money for the shul. That was the way that was covered at That's what that's what we started with. The first aliyah for Parshas Bereshis, or maybe even other times of the year, it was used as a fundraising. Okay, so we should be shodim kasav shemokam shemoychem amitzvos v'zehu ha'achnos akol in the place where they sell mitzvos, and that's the way the tzibur supports themselves. How is the shul going to function? How are they going to survive if they don't go sell the kibudim? The yeshem ra koyin echad v'inevrotz lahachnis liknois, and there's only one koyin, and he doesn't want lahachnis for liknois aliyah kevan since shemuchuyavim likroisa rishain b'chol oifen af im lo yikne aleha. In last So this the issue over here is a situation where you, you where the shul needs the money and the only there's only one coin and he says, Listen, I'm the I'm the coin, I don't have to pay for it because I'm the coin. So the question over here is should we go and dismiss him? Should we tell him we're gonna ignore you? So this is a Shiloh, so he writes here that it should not be done, we should not go, we should not dismiss him. Um, in other words, too, so it's too bad for the shul. The shul will have to suffer the loss. However, the Amogin Avram Shehiter who rak palm b'shana, the Amogin Avram that says that you could, we just mentioned above is once a year on Shabbos Parshas Bereshis Avolasos came b'tnidus aser mipnei shetzarch lekai mitzvahs v'kidashto. You can't deny the fact that there is a mitzvah to sanctify the coin. He gets the first aliyah. Vaday ein tam v'varech Torah b'takonazu. Period. Vayin sham od tam shakas bezel lechem lefi dati loy tokem v'loy lesiya takonazu rak sheyikru koyin rishayin u'mikol mokem akolhanim lo yiskaytu ba'avur zeki heim mizar shal aruna ayiv shalom v'roidiv shalom. They should not fight. Okay, so bottom line over here is just an interesting idea. He throws out this idea. It's machlekes apayskim. You have a situation where you want to raise money. And the only way we're going to be able to raise money is to take away the kibudin from the koyin. Is that a violation of the kidashtai? Is it once a year? Is it occasionally? Is it entirely? We have different opinions. Certainly there's room to be makele when you're only doing it occasionally, once in a while, and you, the shul, needs the money. And if a, can a koyin take advantage of this and, and do other interesting in the nafshe, that's also a debate. Interesting topic. What are you
But what's the situation? The situation over here is that you that. No, what it, mean, what it means over here is they may have an auction. There's a, there's an auction, and, and 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 the issue is is there's only one. Normally, who who would bid for the first aliyah? The Kohanim. That would be the typical. So let's say there are twenty Kohanim. So they're, they're, there's going to be a bid. There's only one coin. So the one coin says, I don't have to bid. Because even if no one bids, I get, I get the aliyah. So the shul says, Rabbi Sai, there are no Kohanim in the shul. This fellow sitting here who says he's a Kohen, ignore him. Ignore him. He's not getting the aliyah. He will be physically removed when it comes time to get the aliyah. So now, everyone, let's bid. First aliyah, who wants? $20, $50, let the auction begin. Is that the proper thing to do? Is it proper for the shul to go and make an auction and tell the people, make believe we have no Kohanim because the Kohen is going to be dismissed? Is that proper? Is that within the framework of halacha? You are in violation of the key dashtai. You have to sanctify the Kohen and give him the first aliyah. He presents here this idea that the key dashtai does not have to be applied every single day. He bought the aliyah and now he doesn't want to pay. So that's what he says. So he says, so he presents that it's legitimate. He, if he comes along and says, the only reason why I bought the aliyah was because I didn't want to suffer the insult of you ignoring me. So that's why I bought the aliyah, but I was not sincere. I never meant to commit myself to pay the money. It was the varm shebelev, and I don't want to pay the money. This that I, I bought the aliyah was just it was just for make believe in order that I get the aliyah. So that, that he makes it. So there is. So he says that's legitimate. There is a degree of legitimacy in that argument. So you can't take him to bed. You can't take him to bed. Ovid inish dino If he says he was insincere, it was dvarm shebelev. He never had kavanah to pay the money to commit himself to pay this money. It was just a technique he used in order to guarantee that the mitzvah of the kidashtai is applied as the halacha demands. He is within his rights. He has made a valid claim, and he will he will win. According, at, least, at least according to one opinion, that's what that's what he presents. Obviously, this obviously every situation in the shul is different. I remember here he, he's not here today, Mr. Axelrod, and he says that he says that the minig deer in uh, by Weinfeld, and they're very likely not to send out the kohen. They don't send out the kohen. They, the kohen, whoever the kohen is, the kohen gets. Every shul has a different a different custom. You have a bris milah. It happens very often. You have a bris milah. And you want to be mechabed, someone very, someone, someone very special comes for the bris, a grandparent, or a, um, or the father, whatever the story is, and you need the alias, and you have a koyin, and there's only one koyin in the shul, so it'll be very easy if you just ask the koyin to walk out before they begin the kriya satara, and that way you can be mechabed. A person has arrived. It's a very common situation. No. I think he says that you shouldn't do it unless okay, that, That's the question. That's the issue. To a coin, master. And I, I saw what was happening when he bid. I went to the rub and I said, "He's bidding, and you know what's going to happen." And and the guy was uh, the guy had smicha, and I, he, he, he wasn't thinking. Well, uh-huh. No, he wasn't thinking what he's doing. That's uh-huh. not mafter. And he's and he just he said, "Let's take out a shulchan aruch." And he did it just to for delaying tactics, and he let him get the aliyah. Wow. Wow, okay. Well, that's... Well, I was right before you looked it up. Now there was a new rabbit at Sukkot's time. Right? Uh, 
Okay, last two lines on the next page. You have to pay for something. You can't, the person, this coin, this coin here that wants to take advantage, doesn't want to pay even one dollar, that's also not right. If he's getting the aliyah, he's getting the first, maybe he doesn't have to pay top dollar, you have to at least, you have to at least pay a small amount, something which, which he could afford, which is reasonable. Every situation is different. Over here, at least we learn, he presents what the issues are. There's something called vikidashtoi. There's an attack technique of leaving the shul before the kriyasatara begins. There's a technique of, of forcing the person to leave through force, brute force. And then there's even a degree of ignoring the person who's there, just calling him up, up the shul, even though the person, the person is there. All of these things have a place and time. In every, in every situation is different. Okay, next topic. Vav Amadeis, this is running ahead in the calendar, Siras Shnei Yamim, Besiras Oimer Misafik. You do not know what the day is, should you count two days Misafik. Besugin Mavush Adam Shahayim Maaser, Behemaisav, Hiskil, Limnaisam, Shahayim Yoitzas, Mipesach, and Adir. The animals are coming out of the corral, and you have to count them, Hoasiri Yihiyah Kodesh, and you lose track. The Kodim Shegiyah Lasara, before you come to animal number 10, one of the sheep that you have already counted jumps out and it goes back into the into the fence into the into the and now it gets mixed up among all the animals so this is the halach of the Gemara you have an animal that you already have counted you've already counted and, and after it was already counted, it comes and it jumps back into the in, into, into the collection. Now it's a, it's, it's a taruvis, and you do not know all of the animals are potter from meiser behema. B'tam din zebir rava behema asiri. It says animal number ten. It has to be a vadai number ten. V'hainu shahatoyra hitzricha laaser behema shu bevadois asiri. The Torah is makbid that you tie the animal that you are certain is number ten. The minion v'lo im yesh safik im uchu asiri uvenido in zesh kevin shkamas achar meaminuyim yesh safik al kol asiri shema ena yasiri. Each one is a safik. The taisus and hikshu madush zesh kafatz lo yispak beroif. Why don't we apply the classic principle of Bittul Beroif? Shaharei Rubam Adayin Lo Avru Tachas Hashavet. The majority of the animals have not yet been counted. The Yesh Meharishonim Shatir Tzushaf Im Zeshakafatz Mispatul Bidin Roi Mikomokam In Zevadai. Here's a beautiful lamdus. Even though Einochanami, it's it's bottle. Just because you say Bittul, Bittul does not create Vad Vados. There's something which is bottle beroif, it's bottle, so we don't take it into consideration. But when you want to go and count the animals and you want to say this animal number 10, this is not necessarily number 10. This may be animal number number 9 because I've counted, because one of the animals has been counted twice, or number number 11, because one of the animals I've counted twice. So even though it's true that in halacha, when you want to eat something, you have a taruvis, you want to eat something, so you can say, I can eat it because whatever there is, it can buckle arrive. But when you have to apply, when you have to count something very specific, counting demands precision. And bittel, it stands in conflict with the precision of counting. This is the Chiddush of 
Taisus of the Mishnayim. Sheaf im zeh shekabas mizal bedin roiv mikomak means a vaday shuasir. Elavak bedin roiv uvedin maaser behemot sachshir vaday asiri v'loy rak midin hachra v'hanhagal pi roiv. Okay, this is the fee side zeh. According to this side, nira shachras roiv ena ella hanhagal v'loy biru vaday. This is a very tifalumbus we're learning here today. That roiv is only a concept of a hanhaga, how you conduct yourself. You have a, a mixture, you are allowed to conduct yourself based upon the principle of the majority. But that does not mean any specific object inside is a vadai. Not everyone agrees to this principle. This concept is only when it comes to Maisa Behema. The Zois Alpi is Soit Choda Shakasa Begeder Sphira Shakol Shasoifer Lo Yodea Bimduigas Amispar Ains the Begeder Sphira. Only when it comes to counting. Umemela Af Shemidin Roy Behemo Sakofetsas Mistispatel Nikomakum Ains the Bechlal Sphira Kevan Shen Yodea Bevadois Ains the Behemo Hira Sirus. There are Torah Amash Yispar Habemos. In other words, Enachan, there might be some middle ground. It can very well be that when it comes to the principle of Roiv, maybe Roiv does create certainty. Let's say you have a piece of meat that gets mixed into one piece of non-kosher meat, gets mixed into two kosher pieces of meat. Are you allowed to eat all three pieces of meat together? So what would you say? Is bottle Roiv. So what, is it, what does it mean? What does it mean bottle If bottle Roiv means that it, it's transformed... It's been transformed by one meat falling into the other two pieces of kosher meat. We go basaroyit. That means I'm allowed to eat all three pieces of meat together in one shot. But if you learn that broid does not mean it's transformed, bittel just means it means that it's a it's a it's a hanhoga that we are we are able to we are able to uh, to to uh, use it based upon certain principles, that would mean that, that you're only allowed to eat two out of the three pieces of meat in one shot. Because when you eat when you eat two out of the three pieces, you could assume that the piece of meat that you're not eating is the non-kosher meat. That would be an afghanina. Even if you, would to, you were to say that you're allowed to eat all three pieces of meat together when it comes to meat, that would not necessarily be true when it comes to counting. Counting is the highest level. When you have to count something, it has to be 100% vada. You have different madregos in how far we go in, 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 in clarifying in laws of life. Now, the fees there, now, now, now most of us don't have issues when it comes to counting Meister Behemoth. But what would be an issue would be an issue when it comes to Sfira Soina. A person is away, he doesn't have with him a cell phone, his smartphone, has no way of knowing what exactly is tonight's sphere. If you do not know what today's sphere is, so let me count both. I'll count both omers. I'm not sure it's today 22, it's today, 20, it's today 32, it's today 33. I'll count them both. So Manavshach, if I count both, I got them both in. That is not nothing. The definition of counting is 
absolute clarity, absolute precision. So you accomplish absolutely nothing by making a bracha al Sfirah and then counting both days misafen. It's just not going to work. Even with the Tanai. That's not the definition of counting. The essence of counting is It's not all that We got the number out Whatever today was We got those words out The clarity of knowing You do not know when you say This is just reading words of the Svira This is not called the Svira Okay, so that is the very big chiddush that results from this concept of Maiser Behema. So Amnam, what? With a bracha. With a bracha. Without a bracha, you do it. Without a bracha, it also doesn't make a difference. If you're not making a bracha because you missed a day in the past, but at least you want to count Svira, you're not being makayim the midst of Svira by counting a Suffolk. The essence of counting Svira is to have perfect clarity, just like when you count the ten animals that come out of the, out of the deer, out of the, what was it called? The, the, the pen, there has to be absolute certainty, even if you're going to say that it's bottled arrive, that if an animal that was already counted gets, goes back into the pen and gets mixed up, so we'll say bottled arrive, very good. Bittled arrive means that we can, we can conduct ourselves a certain way, but that does not allow us to count. Counting demands precision perfection, and that cannot be done. And we translate that concept into a we must have absolute certainty when is the, the, the day. However, he says that everyone agrees to this principle. And the proof is we see there are other places that say that if a person indeed does not know he should count both days in Sophic. So you see that not everyone agrees to this, especially with Manazah. Anyway, when Sirius Aimer is very lean, it's only with Rabbanan, you can be Makal. Okay, so this is a beautiful yesoy to walk away from, a gemara, a mesech to when it comes to counting the animals, the animals, you have a taruvis, says, tak, it's bottle. When it comes to laws of kashros, it's bottle, you can eat it, but not when it comes to counting the animals, because hoasiri vados. Counting is a new madrega in and of itself, and it has a modern application to sviras or iner. Next topic. Topic roiv in nechshav kivadai. Alpi nidun hanal im hachros roiv who begin vadai. Going back to the previous crazy of Taruvis, here's here's going through going through some of different issues. Hashoyelameshif. If you have wheat and not all the wheat has been guarded, it's a suffix. Even though the majority is, the majority of the wheat has been guarded, it's not called a vaday. 
is just like it says is equivalent to what it says when the Torah makes a demand the Torah wants to be vadai. sometimes you don't follow I don't, I don't know the parameters I don't know exactly when you sound yeah is that what you want to say? that's what you mean? Hamatzos. So you're suggesting is that the hey hayidia? Aha. Okay. So you're saying you're saying is that the hey hayidia, just like the hey hayidia of ha asiri, comes to indicate it must be with precision. So to shmartem es hamatzos that there's no din of bittel beroy of roy when it comes to shmira. You will understand the same thing if it didn't have the hey there. Okay. Has to be 100%. But some debate this. Next, second topic. But should Kerala do it? When it comes to Sakana, we do not apply the principles of Roiv, you have to be Machmir. Gimel. Okay, I don't know exactly what the case is. Next. In the case of Sakana, I'm not sure I understand. What? No, If you have a situation where, where uh, 1 in 60, one, let, let's say 1 in 61, people go on a plane. So every 61 times, the plane crashes. <laughs> One with flat. Every sixty-one times. I, I, as a person, a lot of go. I was a lot of go in that. A lot of go in that. Uh, t- a lot of go. Halach. A lot of go on that plane. It's buckled the rife. Sixty times since sixty since since most of the time. Uh, <coughs> It's a future episode. Why is that Bottle Baroque? Each time stands on its own. Each this time... Is, this is not the same as uh, throwing a piece of trait meat into a kosher meat. That's, this, is, this exists, kosher meat, you're throwing in one piece. The case of uh, what you're giving is yeah, each different time stands on its own. Okay, I don't know. I don't, I don't have an example. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know what this is. What is, so what is this? Let's go back to this. What is he saying? Not here? I'm not exactly sure, but there is a principle of <laughs> You don't take numbers into consideration when you calculate danger. When you have a situation that is dangerous, even if the chances are very, very, very small, something will happen. You take that into consideration. So poison, it wouldn't be bottled around. Right. Because it can kill you. Right. The fact that it's not kosher and you eat it, that would be okay. That would be exactly. A surah then is bottle machishim, but if you're dealing with something that is dangerous, that's a whole different leak. Yes, yes. Okay, let's see gimel. The should not nefayim. Okay, let's see dal dal. The should emik halacha cause some neshalti b'dvarecha shekibul mechsav shem shem no nevad b'mulchama. The nodash lo yoichal bosav lo yishka b'mita atshia lo yidia berua mibinoi imuhu b'chaim oil. He made this person made a neder that he's not going to eat meat. He's not going to drink wine until he knows for sure if his son is alive or not. Yachakim b'mechav sheni shabinoi shabinoi modiim shabinoi nifsa b'mulchama b'nashva b'yaraivim. V'shal now he 
he discovers that his son was killed. So the question over here was, the Shuvah said, what was the question? One more time, what was the question? Let's read the game one more time. The Shalti Bidavash. He was killed, he was in so the shail is what was Basar Raif? Do we go Basar Raif? The person was Nifsa the Muhammad bin Ishba Bian Oivim. So the question is He was wounded and captured. Wounded and captured. So do we go do we say that most people that are wounded and captured are 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 are, 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 are now that's the question. The Shuvasai Kasaval Shal Pichidas Harash and Al Sha'afim Daima Sharoif Khilim Lichaim. Most Khilim live, Gam Bishavi, even the captive. It's not certain. Since he made a vow until he's 100% certain he is alive. That's his case. So he shows over here that in this situation you don't, know, you don't, you don't follow Rov in this case either. In this case, even though most sick people will live, and even if they're a captive, since the person said he wants to have a clear idea that his son is alive and well, so he has not yet reached that level of having a clear idea, Roiv is not enough. Let's see, hey, Be'erich Shai, another example. Kasav laksitzas ilan ma'achal, a person who can a fruit tree. Shedafkin barush eino ilan oise peris kukuroi mutulokotoso. You're only allowed to cut out a fruit tree if you are certain that it's not going to produce fruit. Avlim rak roiv mi binyin if only if most of the experts only the majority of the experts they evaluate there are minority opinions who are of the opinion that the tree will one day yet produce fruit according to which would be a problem not allowing us to cut down the tree also you're not allowed to cut down the tree I think he's coming alluding over here to the the Chassid Rabbi Yehuda Hachassid. Rabbi Yehuda Hachassid was of the opinion. We did this last two weeks ago. Was of the opinion that you're not allowed to cut down a fruit tree, a tree, even if you have all of the heterim which allow you to cut down the fruit tree, even with all of the excuses, all of the reasons why halacha would allow you to cut down a fruit tree, it's still a horrible thing to cut down a fruit tree. So that is an element of sakana, the sakana. So here certainly when you're dealing with a halachic shayla, when maybe the tree will produce enough fruit which will make it halachically forbidden to cut down the tree, here we, even if you have a majority of the experts that tell you that it's okay, you're not going to have enough fruit for it to be problematic, and a minority say there is going to be a problem, here is an exception to the rule you do need to take into consideration the opinion of the minority. Okay, but we, we make an evaluation. You're not operating in, in a set of facts necessarily. You're operating in a set of opinions. Okay. And therefore, that waters down kind of the, the you know, to be to be definitive about whether it will be or not. It, it, it waters it down. They can't say for certain. None of them can say for certain. 
All right, I mean, but it, it's still the same idea. If, if the majority opinion tells you, you go to a doctor, you go to ten doctors, and, and nine doctors tell you to do the operation, and one doctor says it'll kill you, you do the operation, it's going to kill you. You still have to use your own judgment. You have to use your judgment, but, but you have a majority, you have a consensus. You have definitely... Okay, so, um, so you have opinions to work with. Okay, all right, okay. That's all the debate. Okay, all we take out of this over here is that the laws of Roiv are far more complex than we can imagine. The laws of Roiv have many, many exceptions and every situation is different. He's just showing you some examples where you do not apply the principle of Roiv and you should not get carried away. You can never generalize in the laws of Bittul Beroiv. Okay, let's go to the next topic. Are you allowed to be machmir? You have a situation. If you want to be machmir, basically you're not allowed to eat anything in the supermarket. Because almost everything that we eat today that has a hashkacha is based, basically, there's some weird down the line, they're relying upon bitl So let's see what he says over here. The Mordechai is of the opinion that every time you have a roiv, a roiv results in a din and a rise, in a vadai. Shayimis late states he would make late sonas. I don't know who this Rabbi Meir is. Rabbi Meir is what? Harav Meir. Harav Meir. I don't know who this Harav Meir is. Maybe he's referring to the Marami Ranberg. I don't know. Is the Mordechai? The Mordechai lived before the Marami Ranberg. I think it was before. I don't know. Shayimis late states bebnei Adam shayuchayshim lahachne bemiut shnispagulov. He would make late sonas of people that were machmir. Machmir and situations of a mir shabbat l'roif. In other words, if it's bottle, it's bottle. Don't look for trouble. If it's bottle, it's bottle. Go right ahead and eat it. He viewed that to be apikursus. A person who is disagreeing with the Talmud, a person, anyone that is, is being magreya, anyone that comes and is more machmer than he should. If the person, the reason why he's being machmer is just, he's not doing it in halacha, he's doing it because he wants to accept upon himself a certain chumra, he should not stumble on other averos, because we pass in like the Talmud that says that it is mutter. So, so far we have two opinions. We have the basic idea is a person who wants to be machmir midin halacha, he is an apikores. But if he wants to be machmir because it's a geder, that's a protection, not to be nichshal and other averos, and every person then would be different, then it is within the law. he brings down if something falls into a Kli Shani and there is Shishim to be Mavatal or in the Shishim so there's no question about it it's Mutter but you want to be Machmer it's okay you can be Machmer so in the situation where it's mutter, for example, something falls into a klisheni, a klisheni is not mevashel, so you have a taruvus in the klisheni, so it's mutter, or you have a situation where there's bittel b'shishim, so he brings down that 
obviously different of opinion if, if, if there's a me into me machmer, difference of opinion. The ayin be bnei yisocha shakasam loma lamatik azos shulapam tispatul achatichas isib heter vu nechal al piatayra. You go for example shulapatul b'shishim a yovish a yovish 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 beroif. Or if it's not liquid, it's two dry items. You know you know the shishim beroif is enough. Teda shul mimachshavos hatzur tam hu yisparach shemol. This was Hakadosh Baruch Hu's plan. Hashem's divine plan is that there should be something called betul b'shishim. Yoydei asher hanitzot satam. Now this is Kabbalah. I don't like this. This type of stuff is not up my alley, but he's. He's, uh, but this is the, he will read what it says over here, and he says it's Hakadosh Baruch Hu's divine will that this should be because what you're really doing is you are you are sanctifying that spark. Bittel, you should do it. Right, that's what he's saying because you're being maled and it's soitzos of tuma. This is this is a very super. This is a esoteric concept which we're not we're not accustomed to. You, this is the Bnei Yisachar. Okay, so it's a to hear, to appreciate, but we have to, you know, you, we, don't, we don't live on these type of principles. The spark of contamination that is buried in this Chaticha, Hoasura, the Yichud, Yochol, by joining together with the piece of meat, Yochol, his barer, al Yadenu, it's now able to become pure through our actions. Hinei, Hashem Yisparach, Mazmin, it's Hashkocha Pratis. Hashem is giving this Nitzitz of Tumma a second chance. This Nitzitz of Tumma has been pushed away. Hashem has brought about through his Hashkocha Pratis that this Nitzitz of Tumma of non kosher has fallen into a pot of kosher, and that's going to allow a holy Jew to eat it, to eat it, to partake of it, and make a bracha, and use it to give him strength to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And by doing so, this element of Tumah has now been upgraded. This is a very this is the gift of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, don't try this at home, Rabbi Sai. <laughs> but that's how it works. Hashem is Baruch Mazmin Shetipol Hachaticha Hasur Kigoyis Lusecha Eter Vespatul Vetoucha VeOchol Yoichlu Oisah Al Pi Hatayra VeHisparer Hanitzoyts Hazeh And then this spark has become purified. VeYimkain Nitzvahi Bedavka SheYochel HaYisraeli Hachaticha Hilu Vlo Yachmer He should eat it because by eating it is going to give it sanctity. Alkain Ledaiti Hatziira in my in my humble opinion, I don't like what people are doing. They're making chumras among themselves. Never to eat a piece of food which they had to ask a shayla. You have a shayla. You have a pot of chalent and a little teeny drop of milk falls into the pot of chalent you don't know what to do you go to the Rav the, the Rav asks you many questions and the Rav Paskins the chalent is mutter and everyone at the Shabbos table says oh Baruch Hashem the chalent is mutter and there's one Yeshim boy that's sitting at the table and says even though the Rav said the chalent is mutter the fact that they had to ask a shayla on the chalent is enough for me already to decide not to eat the chalent that's not right that is something. That's not right. You don't do that. It's not right to be machmer something which is mikra din his mother. Okay, that concludes this topic. Next topic. Topic. Yeah, go jump down to the bottom. The letters get very small. Zayin Amar Aleph Kima Bebnei Sofek Zokin. There's a very chashur mitzvah when a zokin walks into a room when a person seventy years old walks into a room to stand up. 
especially by, we say by a wedding. By a wedding, who do you stand up for? The most important people to stand up for for the grandparents. The grandparents will be marched down to stand up for the grandparents. Now let's say you have a Suffolk if the grandparents are over the age of 60. Harabam, Kosak, Mishuhu, Muflug, Bezikna. Anyone who is over the age of 70, there is a mitzvah to stand up regardless of their degree of intelligence. Some hold that you're supposed to already stand up for over 60 years old. Dilemma, a person you are, do not know, is he 60 or is he 59? Should you, by the way, 59 is the new 60. 59 really is 60. When you say someone is 60, it's his 60th year. So the question is, a person walks into the room and you really do not know, maybe he is 58, maybe he is 62. You have no way of telling. Does that require you to be the mitzvah deraisa of mibnei seva tokum? From the Ramam, the fact that he says muflag bezikna has a connotation that it should be clear. If muflag means wow, you can rally right away tell when this person walks in, he's clear. You know, suddenly get insulted. You stand up for them. I, you are, I think I'm an old man. I'm a youngster. I'm only 40 years old. What are you? What are you going at standing up for me? People who want to look young. They don't want what? Yes, yes, yes. I believe so. I do believe so. What about somebody's 90? Of course, they have to stand up. Of course. So this is the Sefer Torah Chayim Kosav Shemiyesh Sofer Ladamim Higilachlal Zikna Chayavim Lakom Bimam Moshev Shari Sofer Midaraisa V'Halchem Bezel Chumra. You don't have, you have two things working against you. The majority of people alive are less than 70. What's the chazaka? I do not know. That's where you come from. You come from your younger years. Very, very fascinating. So according to the sheet of the chazoin ish, if you have a sofik, if a person is 70 years old, you do not have to stand. Because there are two things working against that person. Number one, there's a chazaka. I guess chazaka means, where did you come from? You came from being a baby, a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a three-year-old, four-year-old, 20-year-old, 40-year-old, 50-year-old. You, where you come from, where you come from, is more likely that you're not a zakin. And number two, most people living in this world are youngsters. So therefore, the combination together does not require. You hit the age. You walk around with a with a t-shirt, with a t-shirt. It's counting. The age of a person is in the category of a number. 
And we learned before in the previous page this very fascinating topic of When it comes to counting, counting does not have its own sinibu, does not rely upon roif. There's no such thing as roif. There has to be 100% certainty when you're dealing with a concept that involves counting. And a person's age is in counting, yeah? So then, in a, then in a Hanami, you, you would be potter until you can you can be certain that the person is of the age. You're right in a Hanami. If the people did not know, people who did not know their age, all the men was they did not know their exact age, but they knew approximately within five years how old they were. So once you get past that five that five year point, that five year gray area, then you would be chayef to stand in a Hanami. Okay. So he disagrees. He holds a person that appears old. You have to stand up. disagrees. He holds that you have to stand. What? We do not know. You, a person walks into the room and you are uncertain if he is 70 years old. Exactly the case. Maybe you'll argue what we've mentioned above. Just like when it comes to Maisa Behema. It has to be Vadai, not Sophic. However, therefore, therefore, it doesn't matter. Even, even though you'll tell me that when it comes to counting, it has to be a vadai. He says it doesn't matter. Why doesn't it matter? A sophic is at least a chiv de rabbanon. Kichol hadvarim shaonuch darshim shemeatoru hurak vadai vechachamim hechmiru besavik. He's suggesting another ta- idea that even though ein hachinami, if we have a doubt if a person is zokin and you don't have to stand to him on a deraisa level, you have to at least stand for him on a level of of de rabbanon. Anyone that is a sophic zokin, the rabbanon required you to stand as a rabbinic enactment. Okay, next. Excuse me. Yeah. First of all, I'm not 70, so no one has stepped. But I, I think that we, uh, we're a little bit lax on this uh, mitzvah in general. Of standing for Zakanin, yes, for yes. Zakein, if we're assuming that the Zakanin age is 60, even since. So yeah, yeah. I'd like to know what is, how do we stand? Must we stand completely on two feet? Can we just give a little raise? What do we have to do? I, I don't know the answer. What I've seen by, by, by Rabbanim that I respect very much is they, they don't raise all the way. They, they stand up a little bit. They go, they go like this. It's a little bit. They stand up. I've seen by certain, certain uh, Rabbanim when they give a shear and, and in walks a shear, a person who's a zakin Muflok, clearly a person who's over 80 years old. I see them, they, they, they go like this. They don't, they don't get all the way up but they do get up a little bit. So I take it from that. I assume these people, they, they're following the halacha. That's the proper thing to do. Now, even though we, we laughed a little bit with this idea that I said we should tag ourselves when we're 70, the, the reason I think it has an importance is because in mitzvot in general, we're required to know if the item is kosher. We're required to know 
if we have to wear tzitzis. We have to know what the mitzvah is. So if we know that there's a potential of a mitzvah in front of us to do, and it's an easy mitzvah, why do we let it go? Why do we let it go? Okay. It's a good question. It's a good question. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 I know it's, it's a good point. Listen, the Gemara discusses it in a lot of length in terms of from what distance. If you see somebody that's all the way over there, at what distance do you have to get if you see him? The Gemara talks about it. Okay, all right. How far away? Yeah, you that's the way a lot of us Okay, we're going to stop here. We'll continue with this another time. We'll stop and take a short break and then we're going to do something on the parasha. Oh. <laughs>